0: Blog
1: Talk Radio It is now time for your weekly football party. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its eighth season, this is In Much Less Detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail with your host, Jay Andre. Well, this is like old times' sake. Welcome in on a Tuesday evening like we used to do. This is indeed in much less detail, the podcast. We are here with you and for you live on a Tuesday, November the 24th of 2020. Happy early Thanksgiving to everybody before we get there a couple of days from now. I'm Dre, he's Jay, and we sucked last week. There's no getting around it. It's just come right out and say it. We once again lost both of our locks. We went underwater in the picks overall, five and nine for each of us. We split the games that we differed on, and we royally messed up the games that we agreed on. Uh, Just an ugly week all around. A lot of performances that we definitely did not see coming, did not anticipate, and Jay, I don't know what what we're gonna do about these picks man we we need an intervention of some sort we need to uh break out a special lock coin or uh uh flipping marbles for i i don't I don't know what else to do i'm i'm just i'm at a complete loss
2: well we're both still sitting around five hundred so that's a positive um but yeah that was that was definitely the uh the N- NFC East of Weeks picking games.
1: Yeah, it was it stunk. Just it was just not good picks.
2: Uh, no, no, we just yeah we somehow differ on eight. Um, after you end up getting a contingency, thank God, um, to to give me the edge um, in that Carolina Detroit game. Uh, rolling rolling with the Lions uh, on a contingency pick to allow me to basically go 4 and 4 for the week and you know start off the week on Thursday night and need that I needed every single win just to just to keep you one game behind me for the season.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it was not good 5 and 9 for both of us. So on the season the numbers are 77 and 80 for me and 78 and 79 for you. We were both bobbing barely over water over 500 uh Last week, and now we're both barely underneath, but a lot, of, a lot of weeks left, a lot of games, a lot of paper, uh, a lot of time to turn it around, but uh, man, it's just one of those weeks where you just kind of look at all the results come in, and it's like, that's a loss, that's a loss, that, did I win that? No, that's another loss, that's, ooh, that's, that's an ugly loss. Um, yeah, uh, I don't even know where to begin off of all these losses. Let, let's. Uh, I guess we can get the one good win out of the way the one game that we both picked correctly and that would be the Brown Fever so let's just get the good feelings out get the good vibes out right away go Brown Fever yay Baker Mayfield
2: is that is that (laughs) yay Brown Fever or is that you're just done with Carson Wentz
1: oh I've been done with the the Eagles I declared them Brady Quinn done last show and then they didn't show me any reason to regret that decision
2: so so we now have the Eagles sitting atop the NFC East, although every team in that division has three wins.
1: I'm not even talking about the, the NFC East. I don't care yeah. what happens in that division. You know, I know you agree with this, so I'm not saying anything that you're, that's going to shock you. In there. there is no way in hell these sports shows would be giving all this press and, and attention to how awful the NFC East is and talking about, the actual race going on in the teams. If this was out in the West, you know, if this is the no, AFC no, West. we have
2: that. We've had that before.
1: Yeah, we, where, where we you, had had the,
2: you had the Rams and the Seahawks that year uh, battling yeah. out to to see who could win seven games and and win that division.
1: <laughs> and the, not nearly the press and the coverage that this is getting because no. it's the NFC East. And it's all about the the east right. bias coverage. This is this is what they talk about when they talk about east coast bias and whatnot. The, this division is getting so much press and it's awful. There's no reason to talk about the NFC East except it's the NFC East. So yeah, yeah, I I don't care about the race or the where the where it's breaking out. Yeah, it's it's kind of fascinating in that you know person getting smashed by an eighteen wheeler kind of way that you're gawking at something yeah. that's oh my god that's that's horrible. But I can't look away. It's, it's fascinating. It's horrible and fascinating. I understand that, but I'm making myself, I guess I'm making myself look away on purpose because I know that there's no value in continuing to look no matter who comes out of that division as a division champion and holds the playoff game. They're getting smashed in the first round. They're just, it's, it's going to happen because they're they're not even beast mode. Good. They're not even that Seahawks team uh, that was such big underdogs to, to new Orleans. They're not even that good. I know we brought up that team uh, before on the show many times but they're not even that there's no team in that division that even matches them so it, it, there's there's nothing to look at they're all awful
2: yeah and basically 6 games left to play and one of the one of these teams needs to go 5 and 1 to finish 500
1: there's zero chance of any of those teams going right. 5 and 1
2: so my prediction a few weeks ago that we're going to have a sixth win division winner, uh, might happen.
1: Yeah, it, it, it very well might. And it would be disgusting and, and awful. And, I, I, again, I understand why some people want to watch it and pay attention to it and give it oxygen because it's fascinating, but right. th- it, it's valueless. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's no value in the NFC East race. That, that doesn't add no. to your life in any way.
2: No no it it is it's just watching the train wreck and that's all yeah. it is it's knowing it. that we're going to have the winner of that division probably finish worse than the top 3 or 4 teams that don't even make the playoffs
1: right so it's going to knock some very deserving team uh, out of the playoff race that should be there instead of them because none of those four teams deserves to be a, 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 deserve to be a playoff team
2: so we 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 talked about yay Cleveland, and they did it again. I mean they 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 ran all over the uh, the Eagles, and I, I think that I think that the uh, the Browns have figured out who they are and, and who they need to be. This is this is how they need to win football games. They, I think they've they've realized that they can just run and beat these bad teams. They just run the football, beat up these bad teams. And and just keep accumulating victories, and uh, they're going to be right there in the because they they seem to have a recipe. I think they're going to struggle against the competition because they're champion. But I think he played the the Eagles and Texans and you know teams that can't stop the run, they'll be okay.
1: Right, they've amassed that seven and three record against a lot of marshmallows. So good for them.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we agreed on that one. Yay, us. The rest of them were the eight that we split. And and then after that, the afternoon and evening games, once you got into three o'clock games, and then you got to Sunday night. And, you know, and and just knowing the way that it was just snowballing, I just knew I was going to lose my pick on Monday night. (laughs) It it didn't even matter. You just, you, you know, you just know.
1: Well, let, let's kill our locks. Let's get them out of the way. I yeah. thought Andy Reid off a of bye was just a mortal lock. And the way it's going this year, I can fuck up anything. No matter what the trend is, no matter what the percentage is on it, if I pick it as my lock, it's going to fail. So well, he won. They, they won. The Chiefs won the game. They did not cover the number. Uh, I, I think that Andy Reid is a lock thing is also with the spread. So they they put the the straight up number on the screen during the games it was 20 something and 3 if i recall correctly wow um, and i saw somewhere else earlier in the week that against the spread it's about you know it's it's not exactly that but he's it's, there's only like four games i want to say whatever and three, it's it's four less uh, against the spread. So it's something and seven against the spread that whole time. I am I apologize for not having the actual numbers. Yeah. I, I know I sound like a, a moron, but uh, you can look them up if you're really interested. But 20-something or other and three straight up and, and then 20-something and seven against the spread. So I did not really pay attention that the spread was too big. I, I really thought the motivation would be there for them to come out and, and smash the Raiders and, and not leave any doubt of covering a, a, a spread of basically a touchdown. It was six and a half. So they only have to win by a touchdown and an extra point and they cover that and they can't even do that. They only win by four. They have to do that in comeback fashion uh, because of the offense of, of the Raiders. And that's the whole reason that the chiefs cannot cover the chiefs did enough offensively. They put up five touchdowns. They put up 35 yeah. points, uh, if they would have got us to 42, then they would have covered, I guess, if you want to uh, put the blame on, on the offense somehow, but no, it wasn't the offense at all. It was the the defense of the chiefs. But uh, if you agree with me watching the game more impressively, more importantly, it was the offense of the Raiders. It was uh, Derek Carr looking very calm, looking very comfortable in the offense, looking like he's really starting to to sync up with his weapons and uh, the Raiders look, Dangerous. Even in defeat they, they made a, a very positive impression on me.
2: Yeah, full to the Raiders. We talked about them being a sneaky team. Um, and with some quality wins. I mean they, they've the, this isn't they're not the Browns. I mean it means the Raiders have, have hung in toe to toe against what you would consider superior competition. This and, ain't and the Browns
1: XXX?
2: Yes, and they've acquitted themselves well. I look looking through the numbers on the game. Derek Carr, eleven different receivers to catch the ball in that game. So they're spreading the ball around. Neither neither team really seemed that interested in running the ball very much. And that just turned into uh, a shootout and and it stayed that way all the way through that game was never, you know, the margin was never that large either way. Those two teams, uh, you know, yes, Kansas city's nine and one and, and, and Las Vegas is six and four. But I think, you know, they've, they've split their season series, um, I think these teams are more evenly matched,
1: um, and, and the Raiders cover twice. Both uh, that and the times. Raiders
2: cover twice, yeah, and and and, the, and they're even more evenly matched, I think, than even the numbers indicate. So you know, good 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 job to the Raiders. Uh, we both were on the wrong side of that one, so we we, we, we went with the we went the high powered offense and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid coming off the bye, and, and you know, and, and, and if we were just picking the game straight up, we we'd look
1: great. Right, uh, the high-powered offense was matched by the Raiders having a high-powered offense of their own. I I did not see that coming. The, the Raiders put up put forty on the Chiefs in Arrowhead, and they yeah. put thirty-one more on them here uh, at home. Uh, and had man.
2: more opportunities.
1: Right, left left points on the field. Um, yeah. I you know I've always kind of been a bit of a fan of Nelson Aguilar, but man, he's he these rarely look this good. Uh, and and it's cause Carson Wentz cars, throwing him the football. <laughs> But, but Carson Wentz was MVP Carson Wentz back then. So it wasn't, you know, he was looking good back then. Back when we thought Carson Wentz was good. That's a long time <laughs> I, ago.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> maybe maybe I, I thought he was good.
2: I've never been a huge Wentz guy.
1: Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, I, I thought he was really, I, he really impressed me uh, when he was, uh, mvp level wins back you know, oh so many years ago um I, I thought he was okay he's, he's showing me something he's really uh he's, he's got that moxie he's got that leadership he's uh, does whatever it takes uses his legs you know smart player uses his brain when he's throwing doesn't throw into traffic doesn't make bad decisions all of that has gone completely down to crap right I don't, yeah, know exactly I don't know
2: why how a guy I don't know how a guy goes from that to to where he is right now and has that big of a regression.
1: It it, it happens. We've the the one I don't know how, uh, what else so maybe I'll ask you and and won't taint the pool uh, before I bring up my guy but uh can you think of somebody what's the first guy that flashes flashes in your mind uh when you think of quarterback that showed like they really were were good like they really arrived and then just turned to shit?
2: Not with, not because of injuries. Right. You know, because you think of like RG3, you know, but yeah. that was just his, his body broke down on him, you right. know. So somebody who shows up on the scene looks great, completely in the tank. After looking, you know, and then, and then obviously I'm sure, you know, because of the early showing was probably afforded jobs for a, a long time, uh, longer than they needed to. <laughs> uh, an opportunity, is this somebody still in the league right now that you're thinking of?
1: Oh, if you're trying to read my mind, no, I'm, I'm pulling somebody a little out of the past that uh, no, he hasn't played in a while.
2: Oh, so somebody who, who showed up, did really well and then was like, crap, uh, Dante Culpepper.
1: (laughs) No, um, who who,
2: he wasn't very good after after that initial run with Minnesota, and then you think of him with like the Raiders, and
1: he got a contract with the Dolphins. If I the Dolphins, yeah, he was yeah, did not show up well. Um, No, that that's that's a decent one. Um, this guy I'm thinking of only be maybe well not only, but maybe because he was one of your faves, and maybe that's a big clue. Oh no. that, when he when he did pop, you were like a fan. And um so the timeline of this guy uh, Josh Freeman. The, ding ding ding. There the, you go. I didn't Josh have to come Freeman, up with I, the timeline. I, I
2: was the I was the president and sole member of the Josh <laughs> Freeman fan, fan club.
1: And he had a a, a Few years. He had a couple years in Tampa Bay where he looked like, oh shit, this, this yeah. guy's got something, He's something ever, really good.
2: I don't ever remember him having like MVP talk about him. Now,
1: maybe not that, but like Pro Bowl, sure.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And then he didn't play anything like a Pro Bowler after those first couple years. Not anywhere close. No. Like it just fell off a cliff.
2: I always sat, I, I, I pined, like, well, just give him one more chance. It, it, no. Right,
1: right. And no, there's probably I'd, I'd always, I'd always two dozen other guys
2: that fit that description. I'd always scoop him up in Madden and make him good, though.
1: Right. Well, yeah, he had those tools. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, had the physical tools, just couldn't couldn't put it together. Carson Wins has the physical tools. He's just not. Maybe he doesn't have the physical tools anymore. Maybe you know he he did get uh, his knee blown out, and uh, yeah. maybe he's still coming back from that. I, I'm I'm sort of making excuses for him now, but anyway, we. Uh, we, we almost got off of uh, non sequitur because we were talking about the Chiefs and the Raiders, and then uh, yeah. somehow transitioned to Carson Wentz. I, mean, I don't even know how I did that.
2: Well, if we um, talk of the other lock of the week, which have been my lock, yeah, up in Tampa Bay. Um, oof. So, so now I have concerns about Tampa Bay and Tommy playing not only against a high-powered offense and not being able to keep up in a shootout. Uh, I'm starting to wonder about that offense against a top-tier defense because right. th- those uh, plays that they were running, and it was exactly, you know, it, it wasn't Tommy throwing it deep. It it was, uh, I believe it was a, a 4.5 yards per attempt on the day for Tom Brady. It wasn't pretty. Uh, the, oh, I'm looking at the stat sheet right now. Longest reception, 18 yards. Ooh.
1: Yeah, and not Just only that.
2: Dink, dink and dunk and short stuff and, and guys not getting separate. That offense, th- those receivers.
1: But also, when he did try to go deep, once again, trying to fit the square peg in a round hole, Tom yeah. Brady trying to go deep in Bruce Arians' offense, it, it ain't working out because he's overshooting guys. He's undershooting guys. He's not accurate. He's throwing where guys are supposed to be, where he thought yeah. they were going to be, and they're not there. It's, it's not, it's not gelling yet. It may not gel until maybe next year. It may not gel maybe ever, but it doesn't. And, and there's been times where it looks like it all, oh, it's gelled. They're there. What they put up the uh, the week before 46 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so nine straight scoring possessions. And then this uh, against the Rams, which look completely the opposite. Yeah. It, it is very hot and cold. It's about as hot and cold an offense as there is in the league. And we, 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 got to see it firsthand uh, you know we both have have watched uh bucks uh, games here and there this year and we've seen at different times the same thing which is Tommy trying to fit it to Bruce Arians offense and and it's kind of ugly and now everyone got to see on Monday night what we've been talking about and what we've been seeing which is it, it's just not a fit it, it sometimes it's a fit against like like you said lesser defenses uh, but the Rams are not lesser. They are one of the best in the league, and they proved it. And uh, yeah, Tommy uh, trying to to fit the ball in, trying to make Antonio Brown fit into the offense and make him a focal point. Uh, before before that, he was trying to fit Gronk in and trying to force him into the uh, limelight. Yep. And that 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 stopped now. Now that now that he got Antonio Brown on his team, he forgot Gronk was there. Like what Gronk standing on the side? I thought I was your man. What what happened? I thought I was your best friend.
2: Hey. <laughs> And 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 Brady looked rushed the whole game, even though I didn't, you know, maybe maybe was he seeing dead people? Was was he seeing ghosts? Because they only sacked him one time, and you would have expected with that type of a performance, where everything is staying short, and he's that inaccurate, that he would have had guys all around him or guys laying at his feet the whole game. No, everything just looked sped up, and uh, you know, it, it it it's not working. He's he, I, I said it a couple of shows ago when he after the uh, New Orleans game that he's trying to run the New England offense, but not with the wrong guys.
1: He really could have used, uh, I, I think I put that in my notes at one point. Uh, oh, after about the ninth or 10th drop by Leonard Fournette, um, I but wrote down, James can, White. <laughs> can they trade in the middle of the game for James White? Is that allowed? Yeah. Is that legal? You know, he could really looking... use them
2: at that point you're looking for Edelman on those rub routes and you're looking for yep. James white to catch all those dump offs out of the backfield. And when that's not all there and, and he has to use all this wide receiver talent, it, it's, it's not pretty.
1: He tried. Yeah. <laughs> Once I will again, say- that, that rag arm of his, he gets it up and tries yeah. to just air it out and it goes 10, 10 yards over the head of his receiver. It's like, well, yeah. I, I guess his arm is kind of strong. It's just, he just doesn't know what the hell it's doing.
2: We're, we're 10 games in. And I think I've seen enough to declare uh, the Rams are the best team in the NFC West.
1: Over Seattle.
2: Well, yeah, because they're the only, they are the only one that plays a lick of defense.
1: Seattle does not play defense. That's for the, sure. The
2: Legion of Room uh, <laughs> does not play any defense. And Arizona, while they have a nice record, is is they're fun. Right. They're a lot not of fun, but I have no trust in the Arizona Cardinals. But the the Rams are showing me you know, that they can, they're going to have clunkers. Everybody has a clunker, right? Everybody has that off day, but that's a couple of times now, multiple times in prime time now they've held up and they've looked good. And now here they go on the road and and that was a nice
1: effort. It was very nice. uh, Offensively give the, uh, give Sean McVay and the Rams credit for taking on a, also a very good defense. We talked about that going in, in Tampa Bay. And they devised uh, a lot of uh, motion, but also a lot of use of the entire width of the field. They would go from one side to the other uh, with, with quick outs. Cooper Cup just could not be defended. Uh, no matter which side that he went on, he he found himself open. No matter which out route he was running, he was he was getting open. And yeah. Robert Wood, same thing, just work in the middle of the field. Um, it, and it, it was impressive the way they were able to put together the, the type of offense that – uh, really took advantage of Tampa Bay, who wants to to get after you and wants to to sort of cover everywhere. They've got such athletic linebackers that can that seem like they can be in in two places at once, and it's really hard to to beat a team like that. It's got such uh, athleticism, uh, but the Rams managed to do it. You you got to spread them out. You got to use every inch of that field. You got to use the width, the complete width of it, and, and that's exactly what they did. Um, you know is really difficult when you, when you talk about you, you, no one can run on on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? And the Rams uh, also could not run on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the difference was they didn't try. They didn't want to try to run on that because they know. They knew better. So they just said, right. okay, fuck it. We're, we're not even going to try. We're just going to keep throwing and keep throwing. And I forget how many uh, attempts golf wound up with at the end of the night, but look, you do what you got uh, to do to get the job done. 51. 51. Pass attempts. You, look, that's how you you're gonna beat the Bucks. You're not gonna beat it by trying to be balanced and run the ball because you can't run on Tampa, and they knew that. And, and so, kudos to the Rams for figuring out how to win a game like that because they knew running wasn't gonna do it.
2: Yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of planned rollouts, which is gonna, mm-hmm. w- which really will wear out that pass rush because yeah, now, of, now, now they're not legs. just trying to run. Yeah, now they're not just trying to run to seven to a spot seven yards deep. We're ten yards deep, looking for the guy. Now the guy's on the move, um, and, and Jared Goff was very accurate on the rollouts. So, I, what can I say? I, I, I locked up the wrong team.
1: Yeah, road golf was was not oh, yeah. a thing. He, he got it done. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the the Steelers get it done as we, uh, well as, as 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 I think everyone figured they they would against the. Uh, uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You thought the Jags would, would give them a bit more of a battle, but uh, the Steelers kind of put them down uh, with ease. So to to hone in on that and, and talk about what's coming up uh, on Thanksgiving night, we welcome in Bryce in Brooklyn. You said you'd show up on Tuesday, and here you are.
0: Fellas, 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 what's the good word? How are you feeling tonight? Oh, Doing
1: good. we a rough well. week. Yeah, the uh, the the pigs were were ugly but we 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 got our health so we're happy for that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And I hope you're able to enjoy some semblance of a Thanksgiving and yeah, get some food and enjoy something with some loved ones, hopefully. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, the Jaguars. Uh yeah, I, I was wrong. Um I thought Yeah, I thought that game would be a lot closer. Um, I picked the Steelers' score. The Jaguars would, would do a little more. I thought traditionally, you know, they play Pittsburgh tough. They they do. And that game started off kind of tough. I think it really changed with the Tyson Alualu batted ball up in the air, Minka being Johnny on the spot and getting that pick. But, you know, the Steelers, very workmanlike, handled business. I like the fact that they ran a little bit more downhill. Um, I think they still try to get the edge too much. I think that's just greedy. They haven't earned it. You got to get downhill first and pound between the tackles before you can get the edge. But I liked it, you know, what, what four points? No, over five yards a carry. So that's good. They got to start getting that run game together. Um, but overall, you know, uh, a good a good win. And now it is on to these Baltimoreonic super spreaders. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: If the game even gets played, it's so much uh, going on in that Ravens locker room, and, and so many guys getting deactivated. Uh, you know, it's two nights before, and there's still a lot of time for more positive tests to come up. So I would not be the least bit surprised if, if that game actually doesn't wind up getting played.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. Do you feel that the game may get, if it does get postponed, that they just postpone it to like a Saturday at one or four or 4:25?
1: Right, that would be my uh, – I don't have any uh, information on what they would plan to do, but that would be my guess, is they will try to get it in this week, if at all possible, uh, on Saturday or Sunday, uh, because they don't want to – there's no There's no more buys that you can push this off to. So it would have to if, – if they do play it, it would have to be a, a, like a week 18 situation. I think they're trying to avoid that at all costs. Um, so that's why I think they actually – We'll try to get this in Thursday, even with half the, the Ravens roster being deactivated, which is what it's is looking like. I, I really, I, you know, I hate to ride the fence, but I can see either way. I'm I'm sort of 50-50 on whether they're going to play it or not. They probably shouldn't because of this outbreak. But at the same time, I know how much they, they want that number from NBC. They they want that rating. And, and I know that they want to have this game played this week uh, because they don't want to push this off and, and try to put it, uh, on the back burner and they don't want to cancel it completely. They don't want the, uh, you know, one of the Steelers Ravens matchups. It's going to be a big number, w- no matter where they play it. So they don't want to make it where they just say uh, it, it's canceled and we're not going to make it up. We'll just go by winning percentage. They'll do that to like a Jets game or a, a Bengals game or something, but they're, they're not going to do it with this game.
2: Yeah. I, I could see if they end up postponing the game, they they still have three more days. They could get this game in on Sunday. Hell they could even get this game in on Monday if they yeah. had to. So I, I mean, I, I think they're going to be, you know, too many more players come down with the goop and, uh, they probably move this off a of Thursday, but I very easily could see them moving this game into Sunday and possibly even Monday, which is a shame because that's the only like actual NFL game on Thursday because the other yeah, two the games other two. are uh. a disaster. Um, and so that was the one I was looking forward to and, be sad if, if we end up with uh, the other two games on the schedule because they're, they're not good.
0: No. Yeah, those other two games aren't even worth watching. Um, the Lions, they should come off of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just feel <laughs> they haven't they've, – they've, 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 they've wet the bed so many times in so many seasons <laughs> that they should stop – they shouldn't get the right to play on Thanksgiving. Um, they should put some other teams on there, like I don't know the Rams or just or just some other teams that that have been more successful and have earned it. Um, yeah, I think to, tomorrow we'll know if no if no more positive tests come on on Wednesday, I'm gonna be really confident that they're gonna just go ahead and play that game. Um, the Ravens are obviously at a disadvantage, but you know what? Last year. With all their injuries and banned, Pittsburgh was at a disadvantage. Now, I'm not comparing that to the pandemic, but I am saying that we had a lot of injuries and guys that couldn't play, and, hey, they took advantage of it and won. Kudos to them. This is just the what we have to live through and what we have to do if we're going to play football. It could happen to any team. Heck, it could happen to Pittsburgh. So you hope it doesn't, and I hope everyone gets a speedy recovery. But, you know, Pittsburgh will be, I'm sure, preparing as if, hey, this – they're facing a full Ravens team, and they're going to give them all the attention that they deserve because it's Ravens week.
1: And you were already on record from the past show as saying that no matter what, the Steelers are going to get at them and, and get that sweep. And I'm sure you feel even more confident knowing that even if they do play the game, they won't have J.K. Dobbins, and they won't have Mark Ingram, and they won't have Pernell McPhee, et cetera, et cetera.
0: I didn't know they weren't going to have Pernell McPhee.
1: Yep, that just came down. He's, he's out too.
0: Oh, hey, listen, I throw records out the window, you know. It's Steelers, Ravens, they're going to play. They're going to fight like their season's on the line because it is. So we can expect a very spirited game, a team that's going to come out and play like that and nothing to lose. They're going to be well coached, as much as I hate to say that, from hardball. Um, Yeah, but nonetheless, you know, I just feel Pittsburgh, I had them, you know, like you said, I picked them beforehand. I'm sticking with it, And, and we're getting the brooms out. I think, aside from the fact of a big game, Baltimore's come in here two years in a row and beat us at our home place. I, I, I know the rivalry that sticks in those guys' minds, and Coach Tom will be reminding them that they, these guys have owned us two years in a row here at our place. This is the biggest rivalry game in the of, of, of the year. We got places that we want to go. We want to make a statement. And, yeah, I think, I think Pittsburgh comes out. They do that. Um, I expect a very workman like game. I expect a, I still expect a close game. But in the end, I think Pittsburgh pulls it out. Um I'm gonna go twenty four to twenty.
1: Ooh, a lot closer than I thought you would, would have it.
2: Yeah, it's well, uh yeah, Steelers
0: Ravens, I no matter what happens, Dre is just always close.
1: Okay. Uh, well, you're definitely right that the Ravens need to to come out with everything they got because if they don't, they're looking at six and five and uh, out of the playoffs possibly. So they're they're definitely the
2: going to They're on the outside looking in even now, right? That loss to yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Uh, that losing to Tennessee isn't going to help them any. Um, can't you can't keep piling up these L's uh, with all these uh, you know six and seven win teams floating around out there, uh, and you know. Baltimore uh I think they're playing for their season Thursday night.
1: Yep. I that I agree with. Who it.
0: You, so who do you two have? The well truth. <laughs> uh
1: Jay, you wanna do you wanna pick that one already?
2: Well we are at uh would be Pittsburgh minus four and a half here.
1: Uh I got four when I went oh, to so uh, you got
2: that even coming in a little lower. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of fours and four and a half. So, uh, no, I am actually, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking for sure. I'm taking the points, but, uh, you know, everything, when everything is stacked against the Ravens and it looks like they're going to lose, we have a saying around here (laughs) and that is that's so Ravens and it would be so Ravens for the Ravens to show up with three quarters of a roster. And pull this one out because I think they're the, they are the more desperate team. I think they have to pull out all the stops here. I think this is it for them. They cannot allow Pittsburgh to go to 11 and 0. They cannot afford to go to six and five. I don't think they have any chance at the division anymore because um, even winning this game would still they'd still be three games behind uh, Pittsburgh at this point. I don't I don't see three L's in these remaining games at all for the Steelers. But I think I think you know, and I think Baltimore is going to play a cleaner game than they played last time. A game they barely lost. I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be, you know, turning the ball over three, four times like he did in the last game. It's very. This is very similar to the pick that I made with Seattle and Arizona. You know, when I took Seattle because it was just you know, Russ had so many turnovers in that first game against Arizona. If he just cleaned that up. I thought that they'd turn it around. I have a very similar feeling about Baltimore. I think if Baltimore comes out and just plays their game, and Gus Edwards is still up. Gus Edwards had a really good game against them last time. So at least they're going to have one running back who can do some damage potentially in the game. So for sure, I look, I have them to stay under the four. Um, but it would be so Ravens for them to uh, just pull this one out. Wouldn't be the first time I've heard would be the first time I've gone with the Ravens on a Thursday night to pull off something that they shouldn't.
1: Uh, yeah. With, like the um, Ray Rice game. <laughs> I remember it well. Sitting in a restaurant <laughs> and, with, a, a, Dre, with another Steelers fan. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking back to that uh, first game in week eight. And, and yeah, Pittsburgh – pulled it out by four uh, despite only 230 yards of offense and they were able to take advantage of Lamar Jackson, two interceptions, two lost fumbles. Uh, My problem is the offense looked raggedy for the Ravens then, and they've had three weeks to clean it up. They ain't cleaned it up. Like not at all. Like they did not look uh, smooth and coherent at all against the Titans. Uh, They had their moments, but that's, they've had their moments in every game, but the the, the type of offense that they uh, put together last year where they were just mauling everybody and looked so clean and so cohesive and so coherent that offense is not there this year. And I guess I thought that they would have put some semblance together with all of the discord in the media, with uh, all of the discord in the locker room, as far as that offense, Hollywood Brown being upset. I would have thought that, uh, Greg Roman would have gotten together with his team and, and sort of rallied them up and found a way to to get that offense back on track by now they haven't done it they, they lose a physical one to the Titans where they uh, not only had a lead but came back and, and took a lead like I thought the, the whoever scored first in that game would win the game because nobody can, neither one of them uh, could come back. I didn't like the but Titans' right. idea of coming back, and I was right. However, I picked the wrong team to take the lead. I picked the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I was right, and I was wrong, because Baltimore came back and took the lead. Lamar Jackson actually led a comeback, and they had a lead in that game at one point, and then they lost it anyway. Um, but no, they don't. Uh, the Ravens, even before all these uh, uh, illnesses and the group uh, knocking all these guys down, they have not made me believe in them because they don't look anything like the offense that they had last year. And I don't know what's missing. I don't know what's different. Uh, maybe just the league adjusting and, and realizing that uh, a lot of these plays aren't, are not you know necessarily difficult. Uh, the offense was, was rather simplistic and I guess easily exploitable. And they, they, the league has pretty much done and they've made, the Ravens, uh, you know, they're they're running. They're running offense is still number one in the league overall uh, in yards per game. But the the yards per carry is down. The explosiveness is down. The danger feel is down. You don't get the feeling that uh, when Lamar Jackson takes the field that it's oh oh here here he comes. He's about to put it together and here comes that offense. You don't get that feeling at all anymore. And then especially this week with uh, J.K. Dobbins being one of the running backs going down mark ingram uh being uh, deactivated is much less of an impact to me than jk dobbins because jk dobbins has looked like Mm -hmm. the most explosive running back uh, on the field for the ravens all year and he's also going to be down so yeah gus edwards is there but that's that's just one guy that attack is so much better when there's multiple guys when you got the speed guy and the muscle guy and the explosive guy you know just to rely on the one guy I, i don't like that at all. So I, everything seems to be trending away from the Ravens, which is exactly why Jason is picking the Ravens. Um, so I, I can't do that. I got to go with the Steelers and give the four. I'm shocked that the number was that low. I, I thought it would be a, a touchdown at least, just because of, of everything that's happening in the Ravens locker room as far as uh, coronavirus right now. So it, it looks like uh, it looks like an easy win for the for the Steelers, honestly. Uh, and, I, and I was and anticipating the Ravens coming in and giving a much better effort uh, off of that loss uh, a few weeks ago. But I, I, have I've seen too much with, with this offense uh, the last few weeks that it, it's not coming back. Not this year. I don't know why it went away, but it's not coming back to what it was. So I definitely got to go with Steelers.
0: Listen, two things. One, right. you, we talked about this weeks ago. You weren't ready to say it. But like I said, Bomani Jones, started to question those coordinators and not so much wink, but Martin, but, but Greg Roman, I think we need to start shining a little bit of a light on this guy. Why did, why have they not developed this passing game for their quarterback? I know it's on him. Some, the scheme, like I said, what are they trying to accomplish? Someone needs to ask Greg Roman, Greg, outside the numbers, what is your philosophy? What are you trying to accomplish with your whiteouts? Uh, I want to know because I can't see it. And then Jay You fell for the okie doke because you think the Lamar thing, the first game, was an aberration. But if you go back to last year when they're on a tear, with no Ben Roethlisberger, this defense got after him, turned him over, sacked him. We are built to play against guys like Lamar. He is an elite athlete. He can throw the ball, but the passing game is not developed enough for the schemes and the players that we have. We got too many elite players on defense for him to be able just to run over us. And I can see a repeat, maybe not three interceptions or three or four turnovers, but I could see two. I could see about four sacks. I could see getting them behind the chains. It's just, it's a different beast, man, for the Steelers when you add, not only are the corners playing well, but when you add Minka. Minka is an Ed Reed-like player. He's not Ed Reed yet, but he is an Ed Reed-like player back there that, It's not going to be fooled easily. You can't just throw it over the middle. You have to account for him on every play. And if Lamar can't use the middle, he's got to throw to the outside, and he makes too many mistakes. It's always close because it's the Ravens, but the Steelers go ahead and take this game. I'm still going to say four because regardless of matchups, it just always seems to be close because of the way the organizations are built. But in the end, Pittsburgh does it if Ben starts to get hot, which he very well can, which he did in the second half of the last game, there's still no answers. There's just not enough answers for the Ravens. They'll play hard, but in the end, the Steelers get the win.
1: There you have it. Bryce has spoken. Bryce, thanks a lot. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, too. Take care, guys. Have a good one. That is the world's biggest Steelers fan, in case you couldn't tell, Bryce and Brooks, right? And he's picking the Steelers on Thanksgiving. What a shock. People wow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah,
2: yes. yes. people who listen to this show know I I love to make the pick against all reason and all
1: logic. <laughs> I I are were you stunned at that spread? I was shocked. Only because of uh, you know, opening up your whatever football news and seeing Three, four, five Ravens players are are yeah. declared inactive with the goop, and there's no there's no telling how many more before uh, Thursday's game, and there's no telling if they're even going to play the game. And with all of that, Pittsburgh is a 4.4, 4, and O, and you're only a four point. That shocked me. So I don't know if uh, if that's just blind belief in the Ravens and that they they're desperate and they need to uh, have a better showing than they had the first time. Uh, against the Steelers or I, I don't know exactly what that indicates, but but I was stunned by that.
2: Yeah, and even though the Steelers are ten and zero, we broke this down in the after show a couple of shows ago. Though the those ten uh have not all been of the most convincing variety.
0: No, but the
1: last couple have been very convincing, so I would think that oh, sure. would
2: Yeah, and when you when you can beat the pads off of Cincinnati and Jacksonville.
1: That's two of the dregs of the league. I understand. <laughs>
2: just, just leave that hang out there.
1: <laughs> the 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 game the game before that was against the the af uh, MVP and and they didn't look so hot there. So <laughs>
2: oh, that should have been the L. Uh, honestly, that was the yeah. the one against the Cowboys should have been the one that they lost. But yeah, I I, I think that uh, sure I think everything points to Pittsburgh in this game. Which is why I'm picking the Ravens. Which is because why
1: you have, yeah.
2: That's <laughs> so Ravens.
1: Yeah. And if the yeah, Ravens so we'll, win, we'll see. you'll be
2: you'll be pulling that drop. <laughs> if the Ravens Over and over
1: again. Uh, so we're still recapping uh, week. I love him before we get to our other couple of uh, Thanksgiving picks. Uh, do we uh,
2: have to? We, well, we don't have
1: to. But. No, I mean,
2: but it was, yeah, not, not many good things to talk about. I do want to talk about your boy, Matt Patricia.
1: That's kind of with a pencil behind his ear. How do you get the shut sea, out by Jay Walker?
2: Well, Jay Walker In didn't a, shut
1: that up. But no, I I get that.
2: But that was... Some of the most uninspiring football that you've ever seen. You you can't show up expecting to win because you're playing against the XFL guy who, on the very first draw, uh, drive, is dropping like fifty yard dimes.
1: hmm he's, he's making Vince uh, man proud, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Even Matt Prater just absolutely shanked one in that game that would have given them the the pity three. You know that the 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 pity three that the Bucks got against New Orleans, Prater <laughs> couldn't even make that. That's that's yep. how bad. And, and the Lions deserved that shutout. That was awful.
1: I'm glad I didn't have to watch that game. Is all I can say about that. Uh, you want to talk about that's so Ravens, that's so ass clown to to <laughs> lose not only to lose to PJ Walker yep. but to get shut out by the Carolina Panthers. You know, of course
2: I don't lock that one up because you're playing the contingency. Not. And I remember on the last show, when we picked the game, I said, I actually like the Panthers more
0: <laughs>
2: if PJ Walker ends up starting the game, because that would be the lion's move to lose to that guy.
1: That's so ass clown. It yeah, doesn't have quite the same ring, but. No, it definitely uh, worked out in your favor. And. So Matthew Stafford came in with a, with a supposed thumb yeah, injury. A thumb. And two of his had,
2: top receivers down.
1: Right. I, I, obviously I didn't put nearly as much uh, thought into that or, or, or credence into that as I should have, but because it's the Panthers, it's not like he's playing one of the top defenses in the league, even with a, a iffy thumb, he should should have been able to put something on the board, something. And he couldn't put anything up. That was uh, that was, that was a shocker. It's part of this crazy week 11. There were some results that, that, that definitely shocked yeah, me. The, that was the, one of them. The Taysom Hill thing obviously was, was a shocker to, to both of us. We both had Atlanta, you had him to, to win the game. Um, yeah. And, and, and I did not. And first of all, I did not have Taysom Hill uh, staying under center. I said specifically, no way he takes more than 50% of the snaps under center. And he played the whole damn game under center with, with a, you know, save for a couple of wildcat formations to yeah. Kamara, which I knew they were going to, a new champagne was, was going to do that. He couldn't resist, but I honestly thought he was going to like switch back and forth between Taysom and, and Jameis, but no, he stayed with Taysom Hill the entire game. And did you uh, see highlights or, or how, how much of this did you yeah, see? What's your, Atlanta's, what's your impression Atlanta's, of Taysom?
2: Atlanta, well, he's not very good. Atlanta's defensive game plan was awful. Um, You have to understand, even when you're getting set up to play the Saints, you have to know that most of the passes are going to be dump-offs, which they had a lot of. They had a lot of that lateral stuff behind the line of scrimmage stuff. But all Taysom Hill can do is throw to that short and intermediate middle. Nothing was going outside the numbers at all deep. So I don't know what Atlanta was doing, not clogging the middle of the field. And uh, paying more attention to the receivers because it was a lot of crosses, it was a lot of the tight end over the bit, it, and Atlanta just never adjusted to it. And that no, I don't think Taysom Hill's that great.
1: I was impressed. I got. I'll call it like I said. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Taysom Hill made a hell of a lot more plays than I thought he was capable of from the from the quarterback position. Like not just strong throws, and you know, obviously all the jokes about. Uh, the much stronger arm than than the Hall of Fame quarterback that he uh, replaced, and, and and look, all that's true. It wasn't exactly the most accurate arm. That deep throw had everybody laughing on social media. That attempted at a, at a deep ball that, that was about look. They called it a punt. Uh, basically, looked like a, a punt formation uh, uh, throw. But some of those other throws, they were very good. Some of them were really good. And helped out by uh, Michael Thomas being the recipient of a lot of those. And he was making some fabulous plays and some fabulous catches, which you hadn't seen him make all year, maybe because Drew Brees is his quarterback, maybe. And, you know, I I hate talking about Drew like that because that's my guy. But, man, uh, Taysom made a lot stronger throws. There's no doubt about that there's no doubt that he made more athletic plays and was able to get out of the pocket and make some throws and also get out of the pocket and make some runs, which we knew he could do that. Um, But the, the, the fact of actually standing back there and playing a full game at quarterback, um, I, I, I sold him short. I did not think he could do it. I did not give him the credit. Uh, I thought he would look like a wide receiver trying to play quarterback. And he didn't, he looked really good at times, Um, you know, not, I'm not trying to say that he was an A-plus quarterback out there, but he was he was, he was was actually good. Um, and it, of course, helped out on the other side of the ball by what is what is with the New Orleans defense? What got into them?
2: Yeah, yeah. eight they sacks. They Matt Ryan uh, eight times. They sacked him eight times and basically gave up no yards in the second half.
1: And this was after annihilating Tommy and, and the Bucks on oh. that Sunday night game. So you talk about a couple of, of the most dominating defensive efforts in the league this year by the New Orleans Saints, and and I, I certainly didn't predict that to happen. So
2: yeah, that's what that's what I was more impressed by was that so mostly that second half defensive performance against Matt Ryan. Well, and Matt Ryan will turtle and take sacks like the best of them. I mean, no, he has that uncanny ability, and a lot of the sacks were coverage sacks. They weren't just bull rushing them. He he was holding the ball and holding the ball, trying to make a play, right. and the coverage was so good. And and then they would finally get to him, um, you know. And then you're playing from behind, so that the Saints could pin the ears back and come after him. But um, that was a 10 to 9 game at halftime, right? You know. And then in the second half, the Saints just were like, no, we're just gonna. They just shut the whole thing down, and it would, that game was over. So I I still don't think that Taysom Hill passed the eye test. I want to see I want to see him play a defense that's going to resist because Atlanta made no adjustment. Uh, and you could just see all game long what the saints were doing. And it was just middle, 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 you know, between the numbers. It it was, it was hard. Like guys, you, you, you know, where the ball's going and uh, Atlanta just refused to adjust that defense to take that away.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's probably his best effort that he that he could give. Like, when you talk about throws and moves on the ground and athleticism, like that's the best result that you could hope for, for for putting Taysom Hill under center for the entire game. Like, I don't know if, if he can do better than that. So uh, good for yeah. him. That, that tip You'll of the hat. You know,
2: I'm interested to see this matchup this week because they're going up to Denver. And we saw what Denver just did to Tua. Got yeah. you know. And I'll be interested to see if Denver's defense and Vic Fangio come up with something for Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is yeah. a I think not, we're not—we're not going to talk about that game till Saturday night. But that's a sneakier game uh, for the Saints, I think, than, than a lot of people are going to give credit.
1: So that was part of our weird week and bad uh, calls. So you, you specifically yeah. said that I you did, did not that's... think. This would not be, you thought this would not be Tua's trip up game, and this is exactly what Tua's trip <laughs> and, up And game I said, under like.
2: a lot of normal circumstances, it felt like one of those spots where it would be, but I was still going to pick against it.
1: And 11 of 20 for 83 yards and six sacks, and benched for, for <sighs> yeah. Fitzmagic. And Fitzmagic almost did it. He almost rallied him back.
2: <laughs> yeah, he had him down there deep late, and, uh, Boy, it makes you wonder what that game might have looked like if Fitzpatrick had started the whole thing.
1: Yeah, but we can't do that because all the Fitz, all the Tua talk, and all the the love for Tua the last few weeks, and those big wins that yeah. they've had. And
2: I'm assuming you don't go back to Fitzpatrick at this point. No, so I'm no, assuming no. that that was a let's just go to the bullpen and see if we can get the get the veteran in to close this thing out or give us a chance to win. But I, I think Miami goes right back to Tua this week.
1: Yeah, but it's still a strange move to me by by Brian Flores to even go to to FitzMagic at this point. Like yeah, you made your calls. That, that
2: was, you know, we talked about that when Flacco got benched for Lamar Jackson, and John Harbaugh resisted the urge, no matter how bad it looked, to ever go back to Joe Flacco. And uh, I think once you benched Fitzpatrick, who was healthy and they had a winning record, that was the wrong move. To, to bench yeah,
1: that, him. It was odd
2: the first time. And then it was the wrong move to go to him the second time.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you're going to make that move, stick with it. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree with that.
2: They needed to ride out the Fitzpatrick thing until it made sense to put Tua in. And, and then once you'd say that that's it, you're benching the guy who's healthy and who got you to a winning record. It was five and five and three were they or Yeah. Were they five and three when he got benched?
0: Uh, I
1: believe so. What, 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 that was a bye week, right?
2: I think so. Because it's been oh. the Rams. They've had three games: the Rams, the Cardinals, and now this one, right?
1: Yeah, Miami was uh, three and three.
2: Three and uh, three. Okay.
1: Killing the Jets, then they get the bye week, and then Tua comes on after that. That's okay. And so, so we were three like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, they rolled with it. Yeah, it's very Just odd moves. I, I think the Lamar Jackson model was the way to go.
1: You're Let gonna him. If you're
2: going to do a, be, a healthy benching of the starter, you got to ride with the guy. you got to got to stick with him. Stay in there
1: and ball. take his lumps.
2: That's right. The only way he's going to learn. But Miami's in the thick of a playoff hunt now, and I think uh, Brian Flores started getting the tight sphincter.
1: Mm, yeah, I think so. Uh, so we'll get to the uh, – Cowboys pick second uh after the, the Lions game. But as far as the Cowboys this past Sunday that was uh one of the last of our weird calls or weird thoughts. Yeah, like it was their we best th- effort. It was, but we were thinking if they get trounced by the Vikings here that they might start to sort of mail it in. And that's definitely not a mail in team. They had, that was a great effort by, by Red yeah. Rifle and Zeke and uh C D Lamb with a sick touchdown catch. Uh you know, Dallas's defense obviously wasn't any great shakes, and they still kept in there and came back and, and got the victory. So uh, that's a putrid effort by the Vikings defense, though. My goodness,
2: it was. And that's you know, Kirk Cousins played a great game.
0: <laughs>
2: that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't checkdowns. That wasn't Sam Bradford uh, stuff. I mean, he he was. Throwing the deep balls and they were getting the plays too, so that was a lot of back and forth because the Cowboys' defense is awful too.
1: Yes, yeah. and uh,
2: <laughs> you know, Cowboys get that last field goal, and, and the the Vikings aren't able to, to tie it up late. And yeah, I I thought Dallas was going into the tank, I, you know, and after seeing that, you're like, the, you, you clearly Dallas is clearly the best team in that division. <laughs>
1: There they're you go clearly, back
2: to that division again. They, they're, I know, but they're clearly it's the best <laughs> roster. It's the best offense. They have all those skill position players. That, even though their yeah. defense stinks, they should be like Seattle, you know? They, they should be playing games like that. They should just be trying to win shootouts. And I understand Dak is gone and they had to play the the, the AF guy. And, you know, I, I, I still, honestly, if you're asking me and you're not – um. I still think Dallas wins this division. <laughs>
1: um, if they do good for them, I don't care.
2: I don't mean they're going to they stink, but yeah. clearly you saw it right there. Cause I thought Minnesota who could not afford to lose um, who needed that game because they could have gotten back to five and five and really put themselves in a good shape um, for a playoff spot. It kind of set themselves back. I, I still think they're on, I mean, they still have that outside chance, but it's a lot of six and seven win teams floating out there ahead of them.
1: And we know that they have to play this exact pristine, perfect way of football in order to, to win those games. Yeah. So yeah. we'll so see if they get, can do that. Yeah,
2: or... I the Vikings aren't built to win a shootout.
1: <laughs> no. Uh, let's get these two uh, gobble gobbles out of the way. We, uh, <laughs> we usually call it our triple gobble, but we already did the Pittsburgh-Baltimore yes. picks So uh, we only got two left. Uh, the Houston – Texans, uh, New England couldn't get past them. The Patriots should have just ran and ran, and they didn't. And, and as a result, uh, Houston wins that game. Um, so they are 3-7, and seven, the Texans are. And the Lions coming off and of getting shut out are now 4-6. and six. The 3-7 and seven Texans are the favorite uh, in this first Thanksgiving yeah. Day game. They give two and a half points at Detroit.
2: Yeah, I'm going to actually take the Lions to win this game. I'm going to take them straight up. I think that the Lions got embarrassed. That was almost a national embarrassment losing to, to P.J. Walker. Um, and I think that, you know, this is sort of like the Thanksgiving Day game, I think, is sort of the Super Bowl for the Detroit Lions because they stink every year. This is, they're on national TV. They're at home. I think this is the one that they can get. Uh, Houston will definitely give it up on the back end. They can, you can run on them. and Detroit could even run a little bit maybe even in this game. Uh, so I'm going to take the Lions to win to bounce back after the embarrassment of losing to the XFL guy.
1: Uh, New England could have run on Houston too. They just chose not to. I don't know if Detroit's going to be any smarter. Um, They may get uh, DeAndre Swift back at running back, so that might help them out. But even still, I'm I'm, going to have to go with Houston and give the two and a half. They may be three and seven, but they're still pretty explosive. I can't believe the Texans are averaging 8.5 yards per throw uh, the, the Deshaun Watson is doing some great work, despite yep. uh, the season that they're having. So I'll, I'll go with Houston in that one. And finally, it used to be Cowboys and Indians, but now it's just Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. The 3-7 and seven, uh, football team, plus three, the cop-out line at the 3-7 and seven Cowboys.
2: I'm going to take the Cowboys. It's still the most talented roster in that division, and I think they've kind of got the stink. Uh, out of the you know going down twenty one to nothing in every game out of their system now. So we to go ahead and take
1: Dallas here. Uh we are going to have some interesting looks at uh Thanksgiving Day. You I'm are going to into... all of them. Whoa. King. That was the wrong drop. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with the uh Washington potato skins. Uh wow. I'm kind of impressed with, with Alex Smith and the comeback effort, comeback player of the year, and, and I'm also uh, remembering the 25-3 to 3 drubbing that Washington put on Dallas in Week 7, uh, 208 yards rushing in that game for Washington, and, and they probably will have a, a similar effort down in Big D. And they got six sacks on – uh, all the various quarterbacks that Dallas was throwing out there, Ben DiNucci and Andy Dalton and whoever else they could scrounge up. So uh, I know Andy Dalton looked pretty impressive against uh, the Vikings, but uh, the Redskins, uh-oh, take a drink. The Potato Skins um, are are a little more defensively uh, uh, minded. They, they're definitely a stouter defensive team. Whatever you want to say about Chico Rivera, he's definitely uh, got that defense playing de- uh, decently. Number one, actually, uh, in passing yards per game defensively the uh, the Washington football team believe it or not so uh, I will take the, uh, the I'll take Washington so where we're wow. going heads up on all three
2: that is that's something that, that's
1: pretty <laughs> that, stunning that is something i guess uh, maybe we have to give ourselves reasons uh, to watch things even because these three games have potential to be stinkers all of them really because uh, i think the the Steelers uh, i really think they're going to route the 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 Ravens because of what's going on in that locker room with what, what, what's going on with the goop there. I really honestly think that's going to take a, a, a big effect on, on Baltimore. And like I was saying, also the fact that they've had their chances to improve their offense and look better and they haven't done it. And so I don't, I don't know why they would do it now against the Steelers in, the, in this rematch. So, But that's why we, we pick the games because we think we know and then the games happen and we go, Oh, we were wrong on that big time. So we'll see which of us is, is wrong on all these.
2: Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about what Washington's been doing defensively, uh, which also includes uh, bending Joe Burrow sideways.
1: Yeah, the knee is not designed to go inward. Mm,
2: no, 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 no. When when your foot's going straight up and down in the turf, but your body is perpendicular to the ground, uh, side, oh, yeah, that was not good. And uh, yeah, was Cincinnati was hanging around in that game. And as soon as Joe Burrow left that game and, and Ryan Finley came in, oof.
1: Ooh. Boy, it got uh, ugly fast. You know what? That Bengals atrocious protection that, that they were talking about, even yeah. back when they drafted Joe Burrow, like, okay, they got the number one pick, but how are they going to protect him? It, it finally got to him. It, it finally, uh, you know, you, you can only go so long not giving your, your guy any protection. And they finally uh, let him get drilled from the side, and then his left knee went, uh, went went towards his right knee, which is not the way yeah. knees are really. And, and you knew where that
2: was over. Go. As soon as you saw him yeah. sideways over on yeah. that knee, you knew it, he was done.
1: Yeah, you could just hear the, the tendons yeah. popping. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that was, if it, if it ends in CL, it, it, <laughs> it's gone.
1: And when, and multiple CL, It wasn't just one CL. No, it was, that, that's it was all multiple. the
2: CL. But that um, yeah. was all of them that that there looked is. like the the bottom half of the leg after that just sort of hanging on the skin keeping his leg
1: together <laughs> That's called reconstructive is what that's called
2: so yeah that was that was pretty ugly and but the whole week was ugly i mean yeah. it was bad from the from the word go i mean i actually started out winning quite a few of the picks early and then everything fell apart
1: yeah, the Clippers looked bizarre, uh, even though they won. Um, I was able to get that cover with the Jets, yeah, uh, bit barely. Of a, bit of a
2: backdoor, a bit of a backdoor, uh, bit of a backdoor yeah. cover. The Chargers end up settling for a field goal late. That that gets them to, you know, like 31-16, instead of, uh, you know, pushing that thing out even farther. Actually, no, it gets them to 34-19 with the field goal, when they very easily could have gone to 38-19. And, and yep. at that point, yeah, that, that probably covers the number at that point. And then, yeah, the, uh, for whatever reason, the Chargers defense, just, just even though that's a, you know, top of the top half of the league defense just kept letting the other, t- and you see that a lot with these garbage time scores and you know they were, they, they put the, they put the jets away early and then just kind of let the jets hang around and hang around. So, so, so good for, good for the Clippers. Um, but they, yeah, they they definitely uh, don't deal with adversity or, or or prosperity. I should say they don't deal with prosperity very well. Yeah, they right mean... find a way to lose that game.
1: <laughs> right, as even when they win, it doesn't quite look right. Like, well, it, it yeah. they won, but they kind of kind of muddled around there. Um, yeah, we, but we both kind of laughed at the idea of a two and seventeen being a ten point favorite. And sure enough, they found a way to, to justify. Uh, that they shouldn't have been that big a favorite, but it's that's that's so Clippers. That's it's, of course they have a, a weird game and a weird result. Uh, speaking of weird, the Green Bay Packers. Going to uh, yeah, I was
2: actually and... looking for Mike McCarthy on the sideline in that game.
1: <laughs> Finding a way to choke that one up and cough it up.
2: Yeah, after the Packers find a way to score twenty eight points in the first half and then score three. For the whole rest of the game, and and that la- and that three came at the end of regulation,
0: right. So just before just that,
2: completely turtling and letting that Colts defense dictate the whole second half and, and not adjusting because you put up twenty eight in the first half and you're throwing balls deep and you're making plays and then and literally in the second half you do nothing.
1: Yeah, four turnovers uh, by Green yeah. Bay as as. A, as a- as Blubble the game goes on ugly. Yeah, different ways of of fucking it up and and capped off by Marquez Valdez scantling uh coughing it up in overtime and giving yeah. the, the great field position to the Colts so they can kick the field goal and win the game. Yeah, 28-14 lead at halftime. You don't often see the Packers give that up, but uh it, you know, I I was Thinking about this game uh, when I made my picks last week, and I said on the show, if the Colts do win, we both picked the Packers, and we both lost that. When I said if the Colts do find a way to win, it probably would be because of their defense, and I want to see if that's what happens. If that's uh, and and I guess that's what happened, but
2: I, I you can't. guess you win because of your defense do you give up thirty one.
1: Right. It's almost like the, the way the Eagles won the Super Bowl over the the Patriots. Like the defense kind of it for them after they gave up about uh, seven hundred yards. Uh, to Tom Brady and the Patriots. But eventually right. the defense did make the plays that won the game.
2: The Eagles so defense, yeah, kinda, and we talked about that when we talked when we broke down that Super Bowl because the Eagles defense in that Super Bowl made two plays.
1: Like one or two plays. They made two the plays.
2: The, the strip sack on Brady and then I believe it was a third down play right at the goal line where they ran up and they busted the guy who caught the pass from Brady and, and stopped him short and, and By some strange stroke of luck, Bill Belichick decides to kick a field goal on, like, fourth and goal at the one or two. But that was it. The whole point, Mm -hmm. though, was, yes, you can exactly remember the two defensive plays that the Eagles made in that game because the Patriots made none.
1: (laughs) So you you, you
2: remember those two plays because the other team made zero defensive plays (laughs) against Nick Foles.
1: And then in this game with the Colts and Packers, the Colts make no plays uh, in the first half on defense. Right. And then just I don't know what happened. They got into a phone booth and turned into Superman in the yep. second half and, well, and started and making again, all these turnovers.
2: Special teams shenanigans that they're the yeah. beneficiary of. So you know, good teams make their own luck, right? That's two games. Is that two games in a row now for them where special teams turns the, turns the whole thing around?
1: Uh, yeah, the Colts, they're, they're sneaky. They're real. You know, that's my. Uh, did we both pick them uh, to make the playoffs this year?
2: Uh, I did.
1: And then I had them out, but and I, you had them as out. But you had them the first team
2: out. So I, we both had them in um, sort of because of that third team. You ended up having them because right. you specifically said that they're your first team out, but that's when we were still thinking there were two wild card teams.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I had them in up front, and you had them in by extension, and they're right there they're in Tennessee, you're tied tied atop that division right now.
1: And they're going to get it on Sunday, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but the Colts are doing it in, in a completely different way than I thought. I thought it would be uh, sort of a Phillip Rivers revival, getting in the indoors on the turf and, and T.Y. Hilton and, and doing a lot of throwing. And they're you know, he's he's doing some throwing, but that's definitely not the strength of the Colts. Phillip Rivers uh, and his spotty quarterback play—he's almost as uh, up and down as Brady this year. Uh, but the defense is definitely the backbone of, of that team.
2: Oh no, that absolutely—I mean, that—that's just the fact that they gave up 31 and lost is stunning. I didn't think that they had it in them to score the 34, but Green Bay was gifting them the football in the second half over and over and over.
1: Yeah. So that'll do it. When the the other team is going to give you the ball in field goal position, take this. I don't want this. You take
2: it. We we didn't want that two-touchdown lead. (laughs) We we didn't talk about it at all when we were talking about Baltimore and Tennessee. But that is – Again, that's twice after never blowing a 10 point lead in his career. Mm-hmm. That's twice now this season that the Ravens have been up 10 plus and lost games now. It was against Pittsburgh that they had that 10 point lead, and now here against Tennessee. And Tennessee, who you'd think had zero ability to come back from a big lead, they did it. <laughs> and and, and and Ryan Tannehill looked good, and Derrick Henry just plugged away and plugged away. And, and they, you know, he didn't bust off any of the big runs in regulation. But, man, he, he made a count in overtime. And, and, and that A.J. Brown play at the no. end, to get, that, that was
1: – That's a monster.
2: That was – I mean, can you have a sunning in in a play? Because
1: <laughs> – That was a, a. grown J. Brown, man. First of all, A.J.
2: Brown was twice the size of everybody trying to tackle <laughs> Yeah but they could they were hitting him and he just refused to go to the ground and then you had the guy come up from behind him and help him into the end zone at the end but he didn't need the help he was going in
1: he he was carrying whoever wanted to get on that train he was going to carry him into the end zone with him man now that was that was a grown man play right there no for, uh,
2: for, but for a guy to catch it short and you're thinking on a, on a play like that for somebody, you know, and, they, and and they catch that pass short, and you're like, oh, what are you guys, what are you doing, you know?
1: And the Ravens and come just, up and and yeah, try to jump on it, him and was, and take him down, and he just said no, yeah. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not going that
2: down. Individual effort, yeah. and you know, yeah, I, that was that was impressive.
1: Yeah, Derrick Henry may not have uh, busted off any big runs in regulation. He won the game in overtime, and. Oh, yeah that's why you you uh, that's why I don't listen to, first of all, the people who may criticize Derrick Henry for not uh, taking on every hit and trying to make every play a, a big uh, bursty play because that's the whole point of having a Derrick Henry is you have him keep running throughout the game and just wear the other team down. The Ravens were worn out by the oh, time yeah. overtime came. They were so tired. And Derrick Henry just polished them off, and, and that's that's a whole point. That's exactly how you're supposed to use Derrick Henry. That's pretty much how he did them in the playoff game. I know he had the the big 75-yard touchdown run, but he also wore them down as the game went on. Like you could tell at the end of the game how beat up and tired they were in the in the playoff game as well. Um, they did the Titans beat the Ravens the same pretty much the same way that they did in the playoff. I was very impressed by that did not think that was going to happen i thought like i said i thought the ravens were uh, going to take that opportunity to to take some revenge for that playoff game that was uh that started off chippy because there's uh they're scrumming and 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 striking and and scrapping with each other uh before the game starts i was very surprised to sit down and and at noon and turn on the game and and see them already starting to to scrap and fight i'm like wait a minute the game hasn't started yet uh so i basically the titans went to midfield and and did the logo thing where they all you know pile on the logo at midfield and sort of like this is our house this is where we came and beat your ass last year so we own this place we're the landlord and we're coming to, to take our rent from you even though this is your own field and of course the ravens didn't take well to that uh no. but you can do something about that in the game and they didn't they they were down early to to the Titans. They were, again, I was surprised to see that they could even muster a rally back because that's not Lamar Jackson's uh, game. But they did they did it. They did manage to come back on the Titans and take the lead and 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 go up a couple of possessions. And the Titans just warmed down. They 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 had the, the the passes. They had the running with, with Derrick Henry, and they didn't use too much. They were very balanced as well in that game and it just ground the, the Ravens down. That You could see every shot that they took of the Ravens' defense, uh, by the time they made it to overtime, they're all with their hands on their knees. They're, they're trying to catch their breath. They're huffing and puffing. Um, you, you could just tell that they were they were beat the hell up by the time overtime came. Even won the toss the Ravens did but couldn't do anything with it uh, and had to punt away to the Titans, and that was it. So the moment the Titans got the ball, in overtime, that it was over because the the Ravens weren't going to stop them. So
2: yeah, and, the, they, and Tennessee at that point down. doesn't. Tennessee at that point doesn't even need the touchdown.
1: Yeah, they just need the three to win because the yeah. Ravens have already had a possession. Um, and,
2: yeah, and then and Derrick Henry kind of like runs it into the like sea of bodies, and then just busts that thing outside, and, and Baltimore had nothing. Once, no. once once he broke that back towards the middle, and, and he was off. I mean, the, the game was over.
1: And the beauty of Tanny uh, in the game was the simplicity of the reads. Like he wasn't trying to reinvent the game. Uh, It wasn't like what, uh, for instance, what the Rams did on Monday night to the Buccaneers with a lot of uh, different formations, different uh, uh, ways of getting to the outside, getting to the boundary and, and widening the field. This is basically just Tannehill saying, "Okay, uh, AJ Brown looks like he's being single covered. I'm going to throw it to him and gonna let him make his make a play and, and do what he's got to do." Okay, there's John New Smith, my big tight end over the middle. He's open. I'm just gonna get it to him. Anthony are had a lot of catches. So very simple reads. Very uh, simple. You know, Lamar and that offense. God, they could they could really take a lesson.
0: They should from take some any- notes.
1: Yeah, from any <laughs> offense, not just the Titans, but from any offense, make simple. Re- this is what they were doing all year last year. I don't know what changed. They made the, the offense last year was not reinventing the wheel. What what Greg Olson was doing, uh, they were making Greg Roman rather. They were making simple reads, and Lamar was making one, you know, one or two decisions. He did not. He wasn't sitting there going through one through one two three four five because Lamar Jackson really. Isn't that good at quarterback to be able to do that? And everyone knows that. But they were giving him, you know, enough options uh, to just make one or two decisions. And if that's not there, go, you know, take off and run because nobody can stop you running. And for some reason, it's not happening this year. He's they either giving him too many reads to try to read through, or he's making bad decisions. Um, there, there's bad throws mixed in, in in as well, where he's made the right decision and just was inaccurate. But for the most part from the Ravens games that I've watched and now I, I think there's about 3 or 4 full Ravens games that I've watched this year. Lamar Jackson and uh the the offensive coordinator um I, I think it's pretty even what what you know who what where the fault lies. I I don't think it's too much the OC, the, the OC. I don't think it's too much Lamar. I think it's about about fifty-fifty with them. Uh, I think they could use some more creativity in play calling, and I think Lamar Jackson could be uh, a lot more uh, consistent in his quarterbacking.
2: Yes, because every everything looks like you said it, it's broken. There's no identity, and then they're still they're still in these games. There's still enough talent there, and 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 they're making it work. That yeah, we, the, the 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 playmaking is gone.
1: Yeah. The, the, the explosiveness, the, uh, the, like I said, the thought that when Lamar takes the field, Oh, the Ravens offense is taking the field. Look out. Here we go. Something yep. crazy might have They it. could score
2: it's, from anywhere.
1: Yeah. You had that not,
2: feeling. Not, 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 not like year. Kansas city, but where you know, Lamar Jackson, they could be backed up at you know their own 10 yard line and he could bust off a run to midfield and then throw a bomb on the next play. And, and just yeah, like yeah. that, they, they, there's no quick strike ability in this offense anymore.
1: Now, they were even trying to fit in Des Bryant as a sort of check down option in this game. And he, I, had, he had a couple yeah. catches, but it kind of shows where they are.
2: How excited those announcements <laughs> were. But you watched the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I Was that yeah, Nansen was that, was that Romo calling that one?
1: I don't remember. I don't. It might have been.
2: I think it was because. You know, Romo obviously is, is you know. Oh, because, yeah, because Dez That's his guy. From the
1: Cowboys. And just,
2: oh, the excitement level. Every time yep. Des Bryant was on the field, they had to point it out.
1: Yep.
2: Oh, and Des is in the slot. Uh, guys. <laughs> uh, what do you, and, and look, what, I'm. What are you making a big deal about here? Yes. It's, yes, they signed him. Okay. He had four catches for 28 yards, oh. <laughs> which made him the second most productive <laughs> receiver the Ravens in the game. Hollywood I fucking
1: Brown, love Des Bryant too. No catches,
2: hmm. no yards, three targets. Yeah. Des Bryant had more targets than than Marquise Brown, Duvernay. Oh man.
1: It's ugly out there. I don't I don't know <sighs> what's going on. And and even with all that, they're up twenty one ten in the third.
2: They were yeah it was right there. But actually, Lamar, yeah, 20, yeah, twenty-one ten in the third quarter.
1: After Lamar uh, lofted a play action to to Andrews down to down the right sideline. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, oh, there we go. There, there's the Ravens. Here we, you know, they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. It's good to see. And then the Titans sort of took over and Tennessee's and a quality what They're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. It's a
2: quality but, team, and we say it. I say it, especially. Oh, we say it all the time. Nobody, nobody else looks like Tennessee.
1: No offense, looks quite like that.
2: So you you you, you can't emulate that. Who's emulate? Who, who's Who's Derek Henry when you're practicing?
1: <laughs> uh, there is no uh, Derek Henry to practice against
2: right if you can even practice can they practice anymore i don't know what we got going on right
1: some teams now. can practice uh others have to quarantine until the the, the game starts yeah. and then they're able to come out and, and play it's it's craziness it's not, not 2020 folks I'm talking about practice man 2020 that's all i can say
2: we sitting here i am supposed to be the franchise player and we are in here talking about practice I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice.
1: So we've got more goop. We've got more situations with Baltimore. I don't know. It's almost hard to imagine them playing this game. But like I was saying, at the same time, it's hard to imagine them not playing this game because they need to have this game. This is why you have a football season in the middle of a pandemic is for big marquee matchups like this where you get that big rating because, of course, it's all about the money. As you always like to point out. So I, I can't imagine them not, not playing the game. So it's yeah. it's crazy.
2: I will say if that game gets postponed and we're sitting here again on Saturday night, uh, I, I fully reserve the right to pick that game again.
0: <laughs> sure. It's all about the money. It's all about the money.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll both uh, rebreak it down and, and reconnoiter and, and re uh, reassess the situation. I'll uh, I might repick it if if J.K. Dobbins is is up again once they re- if they reschedule this and they can actually have their full squad. Yeah, things uh, would look different to me. I'm not saying I would definitely switch yeah. to pick, but I would absolutely have to consider well,
2: it. I'm, I'm almost specifically taking the Ravens in this spot because everything is stacked against them.
1: Ah, because of the adversity. Yes, mm. it's a
2: Daniel Jones situation.
1: <laughs> well, no one faces adversity like him.
2: <sighs> Leads the league in adversity.
1: <laughs> um, I wanted to laugh real quick at this uh, flyer that I got in the mail from FanDuel, which oh, uh, okay. uh, as I was as I was saying, Tennessee now uh, is open for business as far as uh, legal sports betting. Uh, on in mobile situations, I still don't think you can go to a place and make a bet in Tennessee. Like, you know, we've got the—I uh, was—I was, I was going to say—we have the uh, Southland uh, Dog Track Casino down here. Uh, it's so close to Memphis that I keep thinking it's in Tennessee. It's actually in West Memphis, Arkansas. But I think Arkansas is in the same state as Tennessee. Like, I don't think you can make sports bets on the ground yet in either state you can in mississippi that's why you can go to the sports books down there and in in tunica and make bets but you can't yet in tennessee but they uh they just passed it where you can start doing it uh mobile on on your phone um so they send a, a flyer to me they obviously know that i'm uh, a gambler, or former gambler. I'm sure they got my name off of some mailing list from some Caribbean sports book that I joined back in 1998 or something. Um, so they send their their promo. And so this is what I see on the front of uh, of this uh, postcard or placard that I received. Uh, win big on Thanksgiving Day football. It's easy with this exclusive offer. Pick any team. Get 25 to 1 odds. With promo code thanks twenty five, I go oh fuck, they're really trying to rope me in. So any Turkey Day game, I can pick that that game against the spread and get twenty five to one. And I start thinking, man, so I can take a C note out of my account and pay for a down payment on a new car. Oh my, this is how can I how can I pass this up? This is awesome. Let me flip on the other side and and see what the the fine print says and see if there's something that's going to dissuade me uh, from from doing that. Because right now, this seems like something I, I can't possibly pass up. Okay, so I flip it over to the fine print. Here's the fine print. Must wager on designated boost markets. I honestly don't even know what the fuck that means. Okay, that's not the worst part. It goes on. Max bonus one hundred twenty-five dollars. Let's stop and do some math. I know no one likes math, but let's do some math. If your max bonus mm-hmm. is one hundred and twenty-five dollars,
2: and you better make and a six-dollar bet,
1: and or a five-dollar 20, bet, twenty-five to one odds. Yeah, five-dollar bet. That, you need to make a five-dollar bet. Your max bet is five dollars. Five bucks. You cannot bet more than $5 on this 25-to-1 offer, and it's not done. That sentence is uh, just starting with the max bonus $125. It goes on to say, uh, max bonus $125 issues as non-withdrawable site credit. <laughs>
2: so
1: it's not even your money. If you do win, you it's yeah. still not your money. It's just a site credit. Sentence is still not over. Issues as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. So you can bet five dollars on a turkey day game, get one hundred twenty-five dollars. It's not and your money. To, then you have to
2: bet all that. You have to, make to it good.
1: find a way to bet all of that somewhere else on the site, and you have a week to do it. Uh, this is me laughing at FanDuel and their attempt to get me to, to gamble again, and this now is the sound of me. <sighs> tearing up that placard and throwing it in the garbage that is bullshit you, the
2: beautiful thing about to... that though not that i'm saying you should do it is it costs you five bucks
1: that, but it's but I, I don't win anything i win a possible
2: you have to twenty-five out of credit. multiple times
1: right in You order have to, win to the make pick. good on that yes in order to make the $125 and then you have to bet. And I right. still don't know what that first part of it, the, the, the market, the site market, whatever, I don't even know what the fuck that means. That, that doesn't sound good. That I don't know what's wrong with just, you know, betting the, 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 the points spread. Ed. Uh, I don't know exactly, you know, I guess that's something I should look up if I really were, were interested in, trying to figure out exactly what that's supposed to mean. But that, but that just feels like another type, you know, feels like another yeah. part of the scam. Like
2: Right. You, you basically, you spend your five bucks, they got your five bucks, you turn that into something, you're still playing but with it's not their yours. money.
0: Right. right. You're still
2: playing with their money, but then they want you to start dumping in more. You get a little taste. That's all they're mm-hmm. trying to do.
1: That's all they're trying to do. I know. Believe me. I know. <laughs> I am uh, very familiar with getting a little taste and, 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 Getting in way too deep over my head, and yeah, so that's not going to happen. Now, there's so many other uh, props and, and promotions out there for new betters. I've been seeing them on on websites and uh, you know commercials on you know not commercials but advertisements on different websites. Um, when you when you have a new, when you're, you're a new state like Tennessee and there's all these new promotions. I was reading about them when other new states were coming on, like when Illinois uh, came on a couple months ago um, and back when New York first came on. Um, bet the home team and get like 100 to 1 odds or something uh, crazy like that. Or bet the, uh, I think some of them were like, bet the basketball, the lo- whatever the local basketball team is, and plus 100 points. So it's, it's not about the odds. It's about uh, a point spread that you possibly, you cannot possibly lose. So it's guaranteed that you're going to win. And that's the whole point of that too, is give you a little taste and, and rope you in and, and see how much of that you can handle before you go. Okay. I'm really going to go crazy. Now I'm going to you know, put $500 in the account and I'm really going to, you know, so I, I believe me, I understand what they're trying to do because I'm very familiar with it because it happened to me uh, 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, there might be a promotion to get me to to take a taste again, but it's got to be better than that one. That one I, I read uh, specifically to laugh at because that is a, a laughable promotion. All the fine print, all the different uh, you know machinations and, and stipulations, and uh, no, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna rope me in like that. that that's not gonna happen.
2: <laughs> oh man, well it's good. I'm really interested. This Baltimore-Pittsburgh game, I hope they do play it because I, I, boy, these teams, even when you look in the numbers, and I know you're, they're trending down in, in, in certain areas, but man, that Pittsburgh offense, it's not as good as we think it is. It's a function of the defense.
0: Well, I've
1: been very impressed with Roethlisberger specifically. Um, he seems to be the veteran quarterback uh, below Aaron Rodgers, uh, but he seems to be the one that has the ability to play whatever style you want of quarterback, Um, taking the the rushing, uh, running part of quarterback, taking that out of the equation. Like I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about quarterback play, like actual reading defenses, uh, deciding which receiver, what the right decision is, hooking up with the right uh receivers uh Russell Wilson and, and Aaron Rodgers were at, uh at the top of that this year and Ben Roethlisberger has slotted right in to me right behind them as far as making the right decisions uh, in the right times. And so the fact that they don't run very well, the fact that James Conner is still not a, a franchise running back and they're still you know work, they're, they're working around that obviously. Um but they they can do that. They can get away with that. Uh, because so long as he's healthy, Ben Roethlisberger can has proven he can win a game and 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 win multiple games and win playoff games and even win a Super Bowl, uh, just throwing and throwing and throwing. And they can they can pull that off. They can have him throw, you know, forty five times in the Super Bowl and only run fifteen times. They they can actually pull that off because he can make the the correct decisions and the and the correct reads. So that part has been fun to watch because I you know no one knew coming back. Uh, off of the, all of his injury, if Robert Berger was going to be that good, uh, you know, that quick again, and he has, he's he's bounced back and and he looks fine and uh, his deep ball is there, but he doesn't pull it out all the time. He doesn't have to, so that part of it is is working well.
2: Yeah, I just I just think it's funny that by the numbers, by the rankings, we're, we're going to be watching the game Thanksgiving night with the 23rd and 24th ranked okay. offenses in the league.
1: Yeah, um,
2: and and Baltimore is 23, but that's because they run and run and run and run and run, um, and they're terrible throwing the football. Where Pittsburgh has more balanced. So but interesting though. The more I'm telling you, I'm liking that Ravens pick.
1: <laughs> just because, just because, right?
2: Just because it's because nothing yeah. makes sense about that pick.
1: You should be worried. Again, oh, I am. Believe me. It, it doesn't really make that much sense to pick the Detroit lions off of getting shut out to, to come back three days later nope. and, and get their their heads yeah, out of makes, their ass. That
2: makes that makes no sense either because you'd think that'd be mail-in time. Yeah. And, and Houston just coming off a of beating new England. and See, see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I, I don't, you know, I, I, when you're talking about two teams like the lions and the Texans who are obviously, uh, not anywhere near the top of the league, and, and have oh, struggled how did, how to be consistent all Roman? year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not not sure, not quite sure. Um, like the only quasi interesting thing they, about about that game is is that uh, Bill Belichick's disciples going against each other, Romeo Cradell Oh and, yeah. And, and ass clown with a pencil behind his ear so
2: i didn't get to say it because we were always compressed for time but whatever when, when you look at these two teams this, these are two teams that do nothing well
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much
2: neither team can run neither team can stop the run <laughs> uh, both teams can throw a little bit but neither team stops the pass hey, oh. yeah that's
1: the this one that's terrible it has to be why I picked uh, Houston is because the one thing any either one of those teams does remotely well is Deshaun Watson has put together a hell of a season in, uh, through the air, but he's almost had to because they can't run at all. So yeah. that's all their that's their entire offense is, is Deshaun Watson. I think uh, it's eighty eight percent of their yards is Deshaun Watson, and that's like close to the record. Like he does everything for them this year. So. Yeah.
2: Well, there's it's uh, it, it, it's ugly.
1: And then Washington and Dallas—that's the only game of the three on Thanksgiving where we're talking about two teams actually coming off victory. So we have to uh, make a decision based on how we, you know, really feel. And you really feel like the Cowboys are the the better team because on I, paper I they they are.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, all the ranks <laughs> are higher. I mean, except now Washington's defense, sneaky good
1: hmm you can't throw yeah, on I guess, like I said number one versus the pass because you cannot
2: uh, throw on that team
1: and it's not even so much the coverage as it is that they know how to get after quarterbacks and and make it so that you don't have time to throw on them you right. just don't have you know have the ability to make that uh, to, 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 to do a lot of throwing through the air so yeah I can see red rifle going down like six seven times and and the, the handful yeah. of people uh, in the in Jerry world uh, booing and and showing them off the field.
2: Yeah, and they both actually get good wins. I mean, well, they beat Cincinnati, but I thought that Dallas win at Minnesota. You know, like I said maybe, like I said, it washed away a little bit of the stink. And they sure. and they had that and they had a good showing against Philadelphia, uh, Pittsburgh.
1: They did. Because up until that, that point, it different was, I don't know how it to feel about that.
2: Up until that point they were just getting embarrassed week after week after week after week and finding a way to be down twenty to nothing or twenty one to nothing in every game.
1: Including it didn't matter if it was a backup. Quarterback. Very Washington team.
2: Yeah, it didn't matter if it was Kyle Allen yeah. or, or or Daniel Jones or, or Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan. They were going to find a way to get down 20 points.
1: <laughs> well, at least they're not doing that, so I guess that's an improvement. That's an improvement, yeah.
2: And the Lions, previous to beating um, Cincinnati, had just lost to Ass Clown.
1: Oh, the uh, the... Talking about Washington? Yeah. After
2: after coming beat Cincinnati and they lose to Detroit and they lose to to Mister Adversity, it's it's like oh these (laughs) teams stink. We pick them all,
0: but we just
1: we just gave ourselves reason to watch all three because we're going against each other on all of them. I'll have them on. Right, it's that that's what I'll be doing. They'll be on. I don't know how much attention I'll be paying.
2: I mean, we have. I think we're doing our we're doing like a lunch more for Thanksgiving. So I think we're eating at like noon. So we're having an early start, and then I'm going to be doing moving some things around and setting up the Christmas tree, and you know, being with the kids. And I have to get to bed early that night, so I don't even know if I'm going to finish the third game because I have to be up at four o'clock in the morning on Friday.
1: Now, are you, you so you guys are still doing Black Friday?
2: You know, um, yeah, uh, you would have figured with the change to everything, especially the sort of industry that I'm in. Yeah. What, what the what the reasoning and logic is behind having all of us there at seven o'clock in the morning? Um, but
1: well, the that's, big that's what stores, we're doing. Uh, Walmart and then Yeah, because no.
2: yeah,
0: yeah,
2: we don't really uh, innovate. <laughs> you know, at the job too much. We kind of just do the same thing. We're, we're, we're the Mike McCarthy of businesses. <laughs> just going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over.
1: And I'm sure a lot of other businesses probably feel the same way. They probably feel like if we don't we're like fucked. So we have to right.
2: right? But I, you're seeing a lot of big box retail has changed and they because
1: they can they, they Correct. Can and lose yeah. that business and still be all right.
2: But, well, it's not that they're losing the business. They're trying more. They're spreading the business out, which I think is wise right now. With, with with Corona and with the pandemic and, you know, with trying to like depress the amount of crowds that are coming into your store, the wise thing to do is what you're seeing a lot of the big box retailers do when they're, 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 they're like target, you know, started their black Friday ad on Sunday and said, this is it. We're doing okay. this all week. So they, they put out the ad. So the you know, best buy and all these places, Amazon's had their black Friday deals all week so that so basically, they're still trying to get the same amount of business. They're just not throwing all their eggs in the in the Black Friday basket.
1: Okay, yeah, that's definitely you know, smart. And
2: and none of these places, I think, I don't know of a single place that's open on Thanksgiving this year. I thought that was decided way back. So you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. The, the big Thanksgiving Day sales and you know I had a right. customer the other day and we were joking around because they were asking about Black Friday I said you know I'm the, I'm gonna be here for 14 hours no matter what said what I'm really gonna be sad about is I don't get to go home and watch the YouTube videos of people getting trampled trampled for 29 dollar <laughs> Blu-ray players and and 99 cent towels and and all the fights
0: and yeah, how I many people about- die
2: you know how many yeah. people died on Black Friday because they got trampled. Um, and, and crushed by the crowd running, running for the the two dollar beach towels,
1: right for the ten dollar scientific calculators. Um, I was <laughs> joking about it at work because there's more than one person at my job who has a second job at at different at a, at a Walmart sure. at different WalMarts, and I was joking with them and I was saying, you watch, there's going to be video of people showing up for Thanksgiving for Black Friday and looking around and, and being stunned that they're closed and then taking that yep. rage and fighting anyway.
0: Oh like, they're
1: gonna they're gonna have fight club whether there's whether the doors are open or not. They're going right. to still have their fight club because that's because, what you do on yeah. Thanksgiving. So we have to start if
2: something a... new. Black Friday Lives Matter.
1: <laughs> and if you're if you're that type of person to get geared up on Thanksgiving to go fight. Like, you're not going to let the fact that the doors are closed stop you.
2: Hey, I I can remember when I worked for Best Buy and it was down in Chicago, people fist fights in the parking lot over parking spaces.
1: Well, that goes back to our last show. We were talking about how valuable parking is in in a city like Chicago with 7 million people.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and again, we were in a mall location and parking was, parking was rough. That was not the biggest mm-hmm. parking lot out in front of our store. And people needed their big screen TVs.
1: I saw that spot that, first, that was, asshole.
2: That's back when big screen TVs were like 32 inches. <laughs> you know? They cost two oh, grand.
1: Right. Way back in the day. Ooh, I'm old. Remember those, remember those big console uh, models? Yeah.
2: I sold them. I owned
1: them. <laughs> My uncle owned them.
2: Yeah, we had that big 65-inch one on wheels. It was like 400 pounds. <laughs> now it's like, get a 65-inch TV, pick it up with one hand out of the box.
1: Right. You worry,
2: you might, yeah, you, worry <laughs> you might break it because it's so light.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and, and you can go and, uh, what was it, Walmart had 65-inch TVs for $228 or something last week. Right. I mean, it's insane. I know. I mean, I bought I, last year. Thought I got a smoking deal when I was at Sam's Club. I bought a sixty-five inch TV for the basement, just as a backup TV, for four hundred bucks.
1: Oh, <laughs> well,
0: really? Makes, like
2: a ten percent in-store credit.
1: Well, really, what make, makes me cry is thinking about how much uh, VCRs used to cost and how much I spend oh, yeah. on videotapes. I sold VCRs. I mean.
2: Our, I remember when I was working at Best Buy. Our best-selling VCR was uh, two hundred and seventy-nine dollars
1: for so back in the... chunk
2: technology for something that you can go <laughs> and buy for a buck fifty at a garage sale now.
1: But back, but back in the day when it was cutting edge in the eighties, oh, yeah. they were thousands of dollars. Yeah, you
2: gotta get that four-head VCR.
1: <laughs> yeah, not no for, two-head
2: VCR
1: for, for twelve hundred bucks. It,
2: You had to go because you didn't want to ruin your VCR. You went and you bought the twenty dollar tape rewinder.
1: Oh man, my tape rewinder!
2: Hey, (laughs) oh man!
1: But you had to do that with every
2: VCR. It extends the life of your VCR. Exactly.
1: I was just about to say because if you didn't do that, then you wound up with an expensive VCR that wore down because you were rewinding tapes in it. Yeah,
2: because you know when you rented tapes, you had to rewind the tapes.
1: Yeah, you had to rewind. Be kind, rewind. That's right. Oh, oh man! Another Dude, trip down memory lane.
2: People would listen to this and be, like, "What the hell are they <laughs> talking about?"
1: Grandpa, the old people are talking about stuff I don't remember. I never heard of again.
2: So yeah, I'll be, I will be, I'll be at work for fourteen hours on Black Friday.
1: But do you and count
2: the hour that it takes to drive there and the hour it takes to drive home? And uh, the fact that I'll probably that I'll be in the store an hour early, so yeah, I actually have a, I'll have a 17 hour day that I'll Ooh. be out of the house for on Black Friday, and we'll find out if it's worth it.
1: Yeah, so you're not anticipating the same, anywhere near the same traffic, though.
2: My expectations are, I, uh, they're they're tempered, but I, I mean I'm optimistic because you just don't know, right. I mean, usually we get that crush of business – not business. We get a crush of people right away because uh, we're always giving away free gifts. We're not even doing that this year. Mm. So we're not even going to get the first 50 people you know, in the store just there to freeload, mm. which is – and it's the same people all the time. That's so I can say <laughs> that because they don't buy anything, right. and it's literally the same people. I expect some of those people waiting out front, and they'll be bad. Because we don't have a free gift this year, it's free gift with purchase, ah. which I've been of the opinion that we should always do. I, I've always said let's give away nice let, let's give away nicer stuff with purchase instead of just giving people free shit for no reason.
1: I agree with that. You know,
2: up the game a little bit. You know, get to, <laughs> encourage somebody like give somebody a reason to spend the money. Don't just say yeah, first fifty people show up and you're gonna get a just something for free. Because it literally is the same people
1: every time. <laughs> the same people that, that go probably have a anywhere closet that, full of all the free stuff
2: they've gotten from us over
1: the years. Right. And I'm not anywhere in them. town. No, I, I I know the type. of, uh, I think my father is is one of those that if there's a deal to be had, and something for for free, he's there. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Because you would even know these people because they would all have their route planned out you know, because at, 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 at this time, we're giving something away, and then an hour later, yep. another store in town is giving something away, and then you can drive yep. to another city, you know, farther away, and they're giving free stuff away, so there's people who literally will just drive around on Black Friday and go store to store to store, just for free
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. And then a hundred miles south, the Baskin-Robbins is giving away free ice cream cones, so we yeah. got to be there. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, I know. You know, buyers. and
2: I, being in retail, shop zero on Black Friday, actually over the last few years with all the deals posting online on Thanksgiving that's when I would do all my I'd I'd basically, everybody would leave we'd be done with our Thanksgiving dinner I'd go lay in bed and pull out the phone and start buying the presents because everything was posted online early usually by 5pm these last few years nope, this has all been since Sunday so I've, I've pretty much got a ton of my Christmas shopping done already too there you go so it's a it's a unique year, so we'll find out what got a, apparently we got a big sale going on tomorrow. We'll see how good that goes uh, th- th- tomorrow, I think will be a good indicator for what I'm going to feel how I'm gonna feel about for, for Friday
1: right. Listen,
2: tomorrow's a dud, then it becomes everybody standing around going, "Oh no, yeah, oh no." <laughs> You usually had expectations of you know you get to a certain point in sales by this point in the month, and you could bank on what you were going to do over the last week of November. It was going to be awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, tomorrow is that first domino in, in this in this Black Friday rush because we're, g- we're going to find out how, how good this is going to be uh, tomorrow. I think.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different year for, for everybody we're gonna be different as well in our normal uh, Thanksgiving celebrations or, or what have you we always wind up going to her uh, to my wife's uncle's house yeah. we're not gonna not gonna do that um, she already went to uh, she already went food shopping uh, and dropped whatever food off at his house at his door uh, for him to make his own little Thanksgiving food. And then we're going to, uh, we got a Turkey and we're going to make something here. And for, for us, there's going to be two people in this house ah. for Thanksgiving. And it's going to be the two people that live here and nobody else. And
2: ah, we're, we're having, we're having a very limited size engagement. I want to say nine, which keeps us under the 10, right? The I magic think we're 10. at nine. I think we're at nine because you don't get the COVID. If it's under 10,
1: (laughs) scientifically proven. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes.
2: And at any point, if I get a suspicion that any of us have a cough or a fever, the other way to stop COVID is we're then all going to go burn down Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Because you don't get COVID when you do that either. Right. So (laughs) we got to have a plan. You have to have a plan. Solid. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> let's find something to protest and you'll be okay that's right
2: that's right we'll all put on Biden-Harris hats <laughs> and then the COVID goes away because nobody will get the COVID but if anybody's wearing a MAGA hat I'm burning
1: that thing oh, the,
2: that super spreader are super right. spreader go away
1: yeah apparently that's how you get it is just putting that hat on all <laughs> of the them guys that's,
2: that's the thing China put the virus in the MAGA hats because you know they're probably all made in China. Wouldn't that have been genius?
1: Of course, they're made in China. It's it's all right. about how it's great America made China. is.
2: The American flags are made in China. So just sure. spray them with the COVID before you ship them over here. It's a genius plan. I should have been a
0: surgeon. America. Villain. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: I figured <Yes>. it out. <laughs> I think that should about uh, wrap it up Watch for the out! Evening. Blog
2: Talk Radio is going to demonetize our show. <laughs> We're not going to make that eighty-eight cents.
1: Oh no! I was counting on that that cashing in uh, in twenty twenty-six. <laughs> that that free
2: month that we've gotten so far in eight years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. So we are going against each other on all three. That's crazy. Day all games, three. Which is rare, obviously. Um, yeah.
2: We'll find a way to split. It's... Are there, uh, will, 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 will <laughs> There'll there be a Baltimore-Pittsburgh will push, and we'll uh, split the other two.
1: Bryce in Brooklyn called a push. He called the push. He called the spread was. He called the push. by four.
2: What do you say, 24-20? And,
1: yeah, and, and the way yeah. he feels about Baltimore I just knew he was going to go like 44 to 3 or something.
2: You know, well Pittsburgh won the last one by 4. Yeah. So, you know, and I I guess I've fallen into some fool's gold, fool's gold here because I I don't think that Pittsburgh uh, I think I don't think that Baltimore is going to be as uh lax with the football as they were in the last matchup. Oh,
1: uh, as as and fans, uh, as, as fans in general of the Ravens, I, I, we I think we both want to see them play well, and we both want to see this be a, a really good, entertaining, fun game because it should be. I just don't see how it will be. Cause, so you're oh,
2: thinking, I'm, why you should lock that up?
1: I, 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 I if I want to guarantee the uh, the Ravens winning, then yeah, oh. I would lock up the Steelers. But
2: see, I was trying to goad you into it.
1: Yeah. No, believe me, I'll lose my log no matter what it is uh, because I just can't seem to, to turn that around.
2: Yeah, there's nothing um, in these three games that I feel comfortable at all locking up.
1: No, uh, but there but there may not be anything on the regular schedule that I, that I feel. No, I I take that back. There's actually
2: Uh-oh. a couple games that I
1: feel really strongly about, but that you'll lose. We'll, that, that of course, I'll lose, but we'll we'll get to that on Saturday. All right, so hopefully everyone has a. a, a good Thanksgiving. I know it's going to be different for pretty much everybody. I know there's still a handful of people out there that are traveling and just ignoring what's going on out there, but you know, you're going to have that, but for the rest of you, uh, be safe and and take care of your loved ones, and and you guys have a a great Thanksgiving uh, up there. You
2: too. Sounds like you got it. You got your plan?
1: Yeah. Me and my wife, and probably still with masks on, because she's still really, really uh, wow! Spooked and 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 crazed out by all this, she uh, told me that she uh, was planning to go to Costco to get whatever food for us and for her uncle. Walked into Costco, saw uh, just today saw that the line was all the way back to the like the refrigerator section. If you're familiar with the Costco, um, yeah. that's all the way in back, basically. I love you have to walk. <laughs> You have to walk through the whole store to get all the way back there. And she just turned around and left and and went to a different
2: store. It's funny because the uh, grocery store owners were basically predicting this exactly, saying that with all of this, like telling everybody to cancel Thanksgiving, you are actually going to be driving people to the stores, which is exactly what you didn't want to do. Because what they were used to was one person doing all the shopping for... A big Thanksgiving dinner, and now what you have is everybody doing it on their own. So now you're increasing the volume of people going to the store,
1: and that's it's crazy and, and it makes sense. But I think the difference is if if almost all of those people in the stores just adhere to the fact that I'm in public I can't you know sit here with with my mask down and talk about yeah. how this is just a hoax and and there's no big deal. I have to actually have my mask up for at least part of the time. If if those people are actually taking care of themselves then we're not it's not going to be a super spreader thing. Yeah. It's not it's not like they're going to be sitting there for an hour amongst each other eating food and breathing all over each other.
0: So yeah, we've gotten as... to a
2: point by my observations where I'd say about a month ago we had really sort of reached a bottom where I would say for the, for the guests that I was seeing and people that I was seeing out and about, it was maybe you were down seeing about 40, 45%, I would say, of people wearing masks. That
0: was low.
2: Point. Whoa. Uh, lately, because Wisconsin just blew up this last right. month, go figure, um, I'd say that's back up to about 80 80, 85, about the highest it's ever been. It's never been a hundred. Right. I'm right. always, there's always, you close your eyes and picture the person not wearing the mask and you'd mm-hmm. be correct. Um yep. And yeah, about, I'd say it's back up to about 80 to 85% usage. So it's getting, it's gotten better, but I don't, it's basically back to the peak that it was at when they first started the mask mandate here in Wisconsin, but then it got really lax. Right. Uh And it, it, like I said, it hit a low point where it was barely half. I would say we're we're wearing them. It was like it was stunning. Like you noticed it. Like, man, is anybody wearing a mask today? You know, some were, but you were seeing so many that weren't that you were just a little shocked. And now it's become more. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it gets through the holidays. But yeah, be safe. Uh, You know, go, go, Lions, Cowboys, and Ravens. (laughs) Oh my.
0: Yeah.
1: About the, about the same here uh, in Tennessee that um, mo- the vast majority are wearing masks. It's not everybody, but it's it's much better than like this summer. It was like about every time I went into went into Walmart, it was like half had a mask on and half didn't. And and some of them that didn't have a mask had a mask. It was just around their chin, so therefore it didn't count yeah, as having a mask. off of one ear because <laughs> that doesn't count as wearing a fucking mask, you moron. Or oh, customers that
2: walk ones. up to me and they have their mask on, but then to talk to me, they pull the mask down. I'm like, <laughs> why are you wearing a mask if you're just going to pull it down to talk to me?
1: I got so many coworkers that do that. Just, they just wear a mask <laughs> and then have a conversation. They pull it down and then spray, spray and spew sweet Corona all over you to have a yeah. conversation. then they pull the mask back up and it's like, you don't oh, have man. a clue. All right.
2: All right. We'll have a good one. Like I said, be safe, have fun, watch a lot of football, eat some turkey, and don't get the goop.
1: You know what? Too late. I've already had it. Yeah, you already but had it anyway. All right. Well, don't get the rest it. of get. you? Yeah, the rest of you don't get the goop. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been a much less detailed podcast. Everyone have a as happy a Thanksgiving as you can, and we'll see you Saturday night to recap Thanksgiving and to pick the rest of Week Twelve. Talk to you then.
2: 18- Plus.